This week on the Cigar Circle Podcast Foundation episode, we've got a special guest host with us today. The man Big E, Eduardo from (laughs) Foundation Cigar, has joined us to co-host this episode with us. Uh, You'll be amazed when we get into these blends. There's so many awesome new cigars coming down the pipe from Foundation. We're going to talk about all of that and maybe get into some some other stuff, you know, some personal favorites. Uh, we're going to pick Eduardo's brain here about uh, some of the stories. You know, they're all connected. All these cigars from Foundation are connected, and this is a brand that we have, you know, decided to really sort of buy in with and get down with what they're doing over there. And I think that our 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 uh, our messages and our goals sort of line up, you know. So we're very excited to have Eduardo here with us today. Let's uh, cut it. Light it and let's go. What's up, guys? It's episode 14. 14 of the Tall Chief Cigar Cigar Circle Podcast, as always. It's your boy Carl. With two guests this time, not just one, two. And if you're watching on our YouTube channel, <laughs> you can now actually see them both. Uh, the one on the end won't be here all the time. We're very thrilled to have him. We'll get to him in just one second. As always, I'm joined by my best friend, my partner, my amigo, my brother, my former roommate. What else? My business partner. <laughs> so many things. It's Dave. Dave, how you doing? Welcome to the video format, buddy, that you set up. Yeah. Let me I, allow me to introduce you. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate that, <laughs> and I think we finally got all the bugs worked out. We'll find out uh, in a couple hours here. <laughs> I, think, I think we're doing all right. I think today. we're doing all right so far. We're and, getting there uh, little by little. This is a very special day for us here on the t- the Tall Chief Cigar Circle podcast. We got a special right? guest host. Huh. Well, uh, his later doesn't have that much juice, but yeah. If you're watching on YouTube, guys, uh, or even listening on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, whatever your platform of choice is, you will notice that we have a very special guest here today from Foundation Cigar Company, a company that we have gone absolutely balls out, all in on. You guys have smoked them. You guys have loved them. You guys have asked us for them. So we decided to Mm -hmm. provide them to you. National Sales Manager for, for Foundation Cigar Company, Mr. Eduardo Aguilar. Yes, sir. In the flesh. What's up, guys? How's it going? What's up, man? I, ju- I was playing a trick on you by giving you a bum lighter there. I know, see, yeah, yeah. Dave welcomes all of our guests with, with exploding cigars and bum lighters, yeah, yeah. like the cartoon ones that just <laughs> blow up in your face. <laughs> guys, we're, uh, you know, we're kind of venturing into this video format thing pretty soon. If you keep listening and contributing money to our operation, we're all going to have our own table and we're going to be able to pick up a mic. But for now. <laughs> We're all huddled around this little, uh, it's like a, you know, it's like we're kind of like camping out. We got one little umbrella. It started to rain. We got Eduardo from Foundation here. Eduardo's a guy who's done so much good work for us in the short amount of time that we've known him. Obviously, you guys know the story by now. Dave and I got here two years ago. It's a, it's a beautiful humidor with good prices, and it's a, it's a good amount of boring shit, stuff you can find anywhere. You know, Dave and I kind of toward the end of our time working for other cigar shops, we would venture out and go look for the boutique stuff, go look for the stuff that we can't really find everywhere, spend a Friday night, uh, you know, at some other store a little bit far away, smoking a $15 steak that we've never tried before. Hey, Dave, if we ever get our own spot, we're going to have to do some shit like that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I would classify Foundation Cigar Company as one of the companies that is on the come up. Absolutely. No doubt. I mean, you have your little, small little boutiques that make their four or five cigars, but it seems like all the time Foundation is coming out with a heater. And the thing that I like mm-hmm. the most about the brand is that there's something for everybody. Yep. Price, strength, 
flavor, yeah. region, story, which you'll hear a lot of stories from Eduardo, I'm sure. Um, so we're very proud to have Eduardo here to kind of just have with us, for you, the conversations we were having at the PCA. You know, the things that got us inspired and motivated to sit down and buy this and buy that and put that out for this price and show this one off on social media and all of that. So let me be the first one to say, Eduardo, it's awesome to have you here, man. We are so excited about your cigars. We're so excited to work with you. Um, you know, the man himself, who's an excellent storyteller and just knows a lot about the brand and loves his brand and celebrates his brand. So Eduardo, welcome to our Humidor, man. Thank you for what you've done for us. Yeah, man, thank you. It's been a pleasure to, to be here. I've been here now a few times and mm -hmm. it's really great to see the growth, uh, at yeah. least with, with, with Foundation and the Humidor. Obviously, you guys have a great selection of, of cigars here, but it's good for us to be part of that fold. Uh, and I'm glad that you guys are excited about the brand and you know everything that we have coming yeah. because you know, we're equally as excited. Um, you know, obviously we just saw each other at, at PCA. Oh yeah. Um, on this table we have, you know, some of our new items, which I'm sure we'll get to yeah. uh, here shortly. But yeah, I mean, whether it's the new product or whether it's existing product, you know, you know, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head with regards to us having a little something for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, the cigars are not mine. You know, I represent the company, but you know, Nick, you know, Nick Melillo, who's the owner, master blender, you know. He had this vision, you know, very early on about what he wanted the brand to be mm. and, you know, making sure, you know, whether it was price point, flavor, strength, you know, whatever he wanted to have something for everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, so all of that was, you know, very intentional. Um, and I always say, you know, I always say this, I'm thankful that I get to sell great cigars you know, because <laughs> yeah, it makes my job a lot easier. You, yeah. know? you were you yeah. were in the car getting the boxes and I. Dave was hooking up the audio equipment, and I said, imagine fucking working for a foundation yeah, cigar company yeah, yeah. and just having a chest full of heaters. Yeah. <laughs> <Like> yeah. <laughs> Popped open this big, like, travel suitcase, you know, one of those big, hard shell case, you know, the kind of thing that you would have to check if you took it onto an airplane. Like, it's not, this thing is large enough that you could not bring oh. this into carry-on, okay? And it's full. <laughs> Uh, some of the best cigars you've ever had, you know. Boy, so that's it. A, yeah, it's got to be a sweet job. <laughs> I got I to send you a picture because TSA took the Night Commander box out of the out of my luggage because yeah. I actually did have that one in my carry on, and then they're over there like you know checking it out, and yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, it's just cigars, man, yeah. it's just cigars, and he's over there wiping it. I don't you know, know, like, about that, I don't know yeah. what the hell they were checking for, dude. The guy's got careful a, with the merchandise. Yeah, he's got like, a, yo, <laughs> saying, I, I can't. I couldn't imagine that. Like you know. We'll just be we'll just be candid. Work with a lot of companies where I've had that cigar fifty times before. There's never a situation where you're going to hand me a foundation cigar and I'm going to be like, nah. I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm saving this shit for the weekend. This ain't no Tuesday night stick. Okay, this is. Uh, I remember last year you were here. Yeah. You were here. Um, the set, the Friday before week one of the football season. Mm -hmm. I remember, and you gave me a couple of samples, which was obviously amazing. And you, uh, I got this little. Uh, is it do you guys call it the goliath shape for the guaguense what is that little it's like that it's like a fat a little perfecto, perfecto yeah, yeah 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 it's a six by sixty yeah 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 so i i or remember four, by 60, yeah i remember i had to do work on the apartment downstairs like paint it and mm, shit and yeah, it was yeah. like the Monday night football game for the for week one and i read both of those fucking yeah. things outside and it was it, i had forgotten all about all the shit i had to do at home so that was just a <laughs> I have so many core memories with Foundation Cigars, nice. and that's a really good one. But anyway, we could talk stories all day about uh, great days with Foundation Sticks, but why don't we first kind of look at what was introduced to us 
at PCA. Um, I've tried them, most of them, not all of them. Have been asked about all of them. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, why don't we start with the, the new Charter Oaks? Because Charter Oak, Dave and I were talking about this mm-hmm. um, at PCA. We had no foundation cigars at all before PCA last year. Not one. Right. And we were, we had tried Charter Oak, but we couldn't place. Kind of embarrassing for me to say I couldn't place where I had gotten it from or what it even was. Sure. And then we remember trying it and thinking, like, this is an $11 cigar. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just, and then we found it. And we're like, we got to do whatever, whatever possible to get that thing yeah, in yeah. our store. Yeah. And Dave said something pretty cool that made me think, like, wow, like we've come a pretty far away. He's like, last year we were trying to get Charter Oak in the store. This year we're buying everything. Yeah. And it was awesome. So, like, that's one that has a special significance to us, Charter Oak as a brand. We have the Pasquale and the Pagnatero here. Uh, why don't we start with the Pasquale? That one is the lighter, lighter shade one, correct? Yeah, no, no, this is actually, the Pasquale is, is actually going to be the Maduro Oh, that's version. A, yeah, shows yeah. what I know. So, in, in terms of just Charter Oak, I mean, the, the, the intention of the brand is to have that be accessible. Talking about, like, the core line, the shade, the yeah. Mono, and the Maduro. Yeah. In terms of price point, you know, it's meant to be accessible, you know, because if you go back, um, you know, to the early days of, of tobacco in the U.S., you know, Connecticut at one point in the early 1900s was, was at the epicenter of tobacco production. And yeah. there was a lot of brands that were around then that, you know, unfortunately no longer exist. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Nick's intention with that line, and if you if you look at our portfolio, that's really the only line that actually has three different blends with it. Normally, you know, we, we just have pairs. You know, we have like a lighter and a, and a darker. Sure, yeah, right, right, and, but right. But on this one, we have three, mm-hmm. you know, and again, that was intentional because we wanted, you know, in terms of flavor profile, we wanted to kind of capture every every little nook you know what I yeah mean? like cover the whole spectrum exactly yeah yeah um and you know the thought process with with this and and really with a lot of our limiteds you know we always want to tie it back to our core lines you know we don't like to necessarily make limiteds for the sake of making a limited um doesn't mean that uh, that's a right or a wrong way it's just the way that we do it you know because we like to again shine a light back to kind of the roots of of where it came from mm, yeah. you know yeah and super cool and so, you know, with this Charter Oak, uh, you know, with these, with these new extensions, these are, you know, Nick's homage to both of his grandfathers. So one smoked shade and the other smoked Connecticut Broadleaf. So he wanted to pay tribute, um, you know, to, to both of them through these cigars. You know, the beautiful thing about these cigars is, you know, they're done in this uh, Especialis size. It's five and a half by 48. You know, I love that uh, size in, in yeah, particular. Yeah. You know, has that pigtail, you know, with the soft box press. Um, and the respective blends, you know, for the shade and the Maduro, they're different than the regular core line yeah. blends as well. Um, and so you're going to have more of an elevated experience, you know, as you're smoking it, um, you know, but it's going to taste familiar, you know, because it kind of comes, you know, from that lineage. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Um, but yeah, these have been smoking great. I mean, I, I, like you said, I gave gave you some at, at PCA. <laughs> yeah, you did. And, uh, and, and they've been they've been smoking lovely. Yeah, yeah. I had I had uh, I had my first uh, Pascal Pascal Pasquale Pasquale Pasquale. I I had uh, you know maybe uh, the second to last night we were there, and the what struck me about it on the first go round, and now I've got I mean I've got a second one in my hand here. So this is uh, this is uh, go number two with the same cigar, and the the why the draw is like wide open, but to the point you know there's just that little bit of resistance to it. Yeah. 
where you barely have to tug on this thing and you're getting this huge mouthful of smoke, which I love about that. Um, you know, I think that the, that soft box press you're talking about sort of contributes to that. It's a much more open draw um, than than you might get in through a majority of you know majority of cigars. It's like very open, and it's just bringing all that flavor at you um, with very little effort. Yeah. You know, it's just a tiny bit of resistance and the broadleaf. I mean, you know, broadleaf. Like our guys know that I'm a broadleaf fanatic. I it's oh, like it's yeah. my I mean, I bread and butter. Like, you know, just the, yeah, the worst. Yeah, just the worst. <laughs> and I just like. You know, so close-minded about it, but this cigar hits the center of the bullseye for me. You know, what I'm I mean, saying? well, you know, we're a Connecticut-based company, so obviously, you know, Nick growing up in Connecticut, like, you know, we can get into it even now, you know, but you know, Tabernacle was, you know, kind of Nick's homage, obviously, not only you know to Holly Selassie, who yeah. who is on the logo, but also to just Connecticut Broadleaf and how important it is, you know, to his history and oh, his yeah. upbringing That's in tobacco. Cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you know. We recently, uh, he recently um, helped put together an article uh, in Cigar Aficionado, you know, talking about the, the rain situation mm-hmm. in Connecticut, uh, which is something that plagues us consistently. You know, it's, it's you know, too much rain is, is never good, mm-hmm. right? You know, right. and specifically with Connecticut Broadleaf, you know, because part of what makes Connecticut Broadleaf special is, you know, the, the flavor. And a lot of that kind of comes from the clay deposits that are that are in the soil Mm -hmm. which you know the roots kind of have to dig a little deeper to get but if there's rain you know constantly coming the roots are not digging deep you know which is affecting flavor affecting yield um and so right now you know and and it's cyclical too you know Mm -hmm. so there's going to be right now thankfully we're kind of going through a period where i think we're in a good in a a good spot in terms of what we're able to get out into the market but you know so much of cigars is is planning mm-hmm. yes. you know it's not like what you see out in the field is going to end up in your store tomorrow right you yeah, know, it right, doesn't happen right, it takes right, years right, you know and right. so right now what we're seeing is you know diminish yields which will then impact what's going to come out in two to three years right. you know uh-huh. um, and obviously with with even 142 um, you know, it's even more finicky, um, right. you know, and then I the other thing that, yeah. that the rain does is it, is it pelts the leaves, which obviously if you have holes in your wrapper, you know, oh, that's, yeah. that's something that you can't use. I mean, you're going to use it as a binder, but you know, you're not going to be able to use it as a, uh, as a wrapper. Right. I think it's such a, I think it's such a, such a deep science that a lot of people just, you know, don't know about, or like, there's so many factors that go into what you have in your hand today that were started four or five, six years ago. Yeah, maybe even longer. Um, the when I think of, hmm. we'll keep it on Charter Oak for a minute. When I think of Charter Oak, I think of Foundation building what probably is going to be the most versatile brand in the cigar world. Absolutely. Because when you think about it, when I think about Charter Oak, I think of okay, uh, you know, shade broadleaf habano, awesome. But within those within those wrappers are three different sizes that present a different time for every cigar and a diff- distinctly different experience. Like the the shade Rothschild, mm-hmm. perfect coffee cigar, yeah, perfect ride to work awesome. cigar, can't beat it. Absolutely. Um, I'm a Habano guy. I'll smoke any Habano. I always love that baking spice kind of kind of vibe to it, and I love the ring size. Um, Grande, it's an amazing golf cigar. It's amazing lawnmower cigar. It's amazing housework, cookout cigar. Love that one. Um, I can't get over how affordable the cigar is. I feel like, and I think people are going to get upset with me for saying it, but I feel like you could get away with charging a lot more. Yeah, um, probably. Yeah. yeah. And then you know, branching out now into you know a little more pricier, but a little more of a different experience with the with the Pignataro and the Pasquale is awesome 
for the the building of the brand i feel and it just becomes the most versatile you have one for everything kind of brand in cigars and i can't think of another brand in the cigar world you know that's uh that's that's got like all those bases covered yeah yeah that's very it's very unique that's pretty cool that's a cool that's a cool point and what you said about when we talked to pca about these uh, this new line extension is that it does stay true to it's still charter oak Mm -hmm. it's still charter oak in its essence but turned up to 11 or so you know i forget exactly what you said but it was like it's it's still charter oak but it's just like all of it cranked all the way and uh you know brought to its sort of fullest potential you know absolutely so that's pretty cool. and, and you know obviously that's reflective now in the price point so yes. we'll pay more for this right one. right <laughs> uh, right but you know it, it obviously with with that elevated product you know there's going to be more flavor you're just you're going to be able to taste kind of the difference yeah you know, yeah in the two but exactly like you said it, it does i feel stay true to kind of where it comes from yeah. you know and that was really the you know the intention behind the brand because that's actually a, a, a very common feedback that we've gotten it's like oh dude you could charge more for this like why are you charging you know and oh it, easy but i think that again you know that brand sits where it sits intentionally mm-hmm. because we want it to be accessible yes. you know we want it to be kind of like a gateway into the into the brand you know because if you know we're all consumers too outside mm-hmm. of kind of working in the industry mm-hmm. you know i know when you know you're spending your hard earned money you know regardless of what that is you know some some for some people that could be $100 a cigar but for some people it's 5 or 6 bucks you know or 8 bucks whatever and so having that level of accessibility mm-hmm. was really important for us yeah. you know and then all right, cool. I love that. Like, what else? What else does this company make? Yeah. You know, and then being able to kind of jump from there, but yet still also be able to go back to it. You know what I mean? Like, I I smoke the Habano in the morning a lot. That's my, my the Lonsdale. That's like my morning coffee yeah. cigar, hmm. personally. Yeah. Um, you know, same with like Elwell Wednesday. Like, it just depends on kind of what it is. But you know, I think with Charter Oak, it's just it's it's meant to be accessible. And yeah. I think regardless, it, it'll always kind of sit there in the portfolio. Um, you know, even as as, as we grow, um, but again, having something that's a little bit more elevated, I think, will do two things. I think it'll one kind of just shine a light on the brand all over again, but it'll also just introduce them. If, if someone is already at that price point, I'm sure that you guys see it in the store. Like, what's what's your most expensive cigar? Yes, you know, yeah, like yeah, people sure. buy off price, and sometimes you know, if, if they want to buy through price you know right hey we, we got something that's you know not obviously not going to break the bank but mm-hmm. you know it'll 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 kind of fit into that that mold yeah yeah i get that and i'm sure dave does too i get that question all the time what's your most expensive cigar right now it's 28 dollars. yeah right yeah 20 yeah. 27 and change and like you that. know um what's your response to that out of curiosity right, because that, that, right. that's always like a loaded question to yeah. me i just say it's you know we are in a if you know anything about our store we're on native ground so like we don't have to worry about a lot of the things that other stores would worry about whether they're going to have a 50 or 60 dollar cigar and i say i what i what i always say is if i had to sell you a cigar that i was confident in would help you understand this is why cigars are fun and interesting and cool i have like my three or four earlier today it was a Tabernacle Broadleaf Toro, and it was an, an Espinosa cigar that I mm-hmm. just have a very fond appreciation for. And that's kind of, I'm like, give me that 28 bucks. We'll get you four or five sticks. Take a picture of the label, because four of these are going to hit, yeah. and you're going to come back, and we're going to just, that's how the adventure starts for, for us. Right. You know, so like, um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard with price. You know, there are, 
there's there's one brand in particular that I don't really sell cigars for, and they MSRP on them is twenty twenty one bucks, and I don't believe they're the best product. You yeah. know, so there are things like this in the entire foundation catalog that I just could hook anybody up with one, and that's really awesome to me, especially since Dave and I have a bird's eye view of like Charter Oak, for example. We've gotten so many guys on both the shade. Yeah. And the broadleaf just coming in, picking up a box and being on their merry way. Yeah. You know, because around here it gets cold, you know, and then that, that, that Rothschild is a perfect dog walker. It's a perfect ride to work. You're allowed, you're allowed to get your, get your smoke in and go, you know, wherever you're going to go. So these sure. two charter oaks, things we're very excited about. But if, if I'm going to move this one along here, the one that I am the most excited about, hmm. and you might have heard hmm. me maybe post about it, talk about it. Um, I got my sample. I smoke this thing. It is an absolute rocket ship of a cigar. And that, I'm going to show you the box here. I'm going to try to be a little careful, is the Metapa. I had the Maduro, but it, uh, it does come in Claro and Maduro, as is customary with a lot of foundation cigars. Mm-hmm. We're going to flip the box up here for you. Um, I'm going to tell you my thoughts, Eduardo. Please. And you can tell me how it, maybe other people have said similar things. That was one of the strongest cigars that I had I have ever had. Wow! Wow! Um, it was uh, it was the Maduro. You gave yeah. me the Maduro. Um, I thought it was. I did not think it was very peppery in the beginning. The first three or four pulls were a kick in the teeth, and then it smooths out into this really rich, exactly as you were describing it to us at the booth at PCA. A lot of like I had like a dark chocolate kind of vibe going on. I had a like a strong espresso, like those classic Maduro flavors, sure. but just turned up again to uh, to a bit of a higher notch. And my favorite foundation cigar, like if I have to go off the beaten path, is the Menelik. Menelik? Menelik? Menelik, yeah. Menelik. I love that cigar. I think it's the most slept on cigar in your entire portfolio. I love that thing. Mm-hmm. And this one rivaled that one to me in experience and the, the, just the nice open draw. Love that. Uh, tell us about that one. I think first starting with who was Matapa? So Matapa is actually, it's a city. So Ruben Dario okay. is the person that you see on the box. So he's a famous Nicaraguan poet. You know, one thing that, um, you know, I think that is a cornerstone of foundation is, is all the stories, yes. right? You know, we really, you know, we don't try to focus too much on the tobacco. We really let the tobacco speak for itself. Obviously, the tobacco is part of the story, right. but it's not the focal point. You know, the focal point is really the stories, and that's really what we hope resonates and what I feel like generally will last longer. Um, you know, and, and obviously with the stories comes the artwork, the box. You know, I think so much of, you know, even me, when I first first started smoking, you know, sometimes I, I'll be honest, I mean, like with many people, it's like, oh, does it look cool? Like, you know, that's what you gravitate to. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think for us, it's like, you know, we really try to make sure that, that the story, you know, can, can really resonate. So he's a famous poet and, you know, Nick wanted to, you know, kind of pay tribute to him um, and, and just kind of who he is. And Matapa is, is, is the city that he was born in. Uh, Ruben Dario, which is now called Ciudad de Dario in, in Nicaragua, um, and so hmm. he wanted to pay tribute, uh, you know, to him, you know, through that box and, and and put him on the logo. And if you if you look at the band, you know, you have that that beautiful kind of like reddish pink, uh, you know, uh, band, you know, uh, behind his face to to really make it pop. Almost kind of it was funny. That I remember the first time he showed it to me. Um, you know, it reminded me of um, you know, kind of like the Campbell soup. Uh, you know, kind of like the Warhol. You know, obviously <laughs> yes. in, in like a much more classy way. Yeah, yeah. But you know, just dressed kind of up. Like, yeah, 
that juxtaposition of like color, you know, with you know, with kind of just right. these artistic, you know, kind of pieces yeah. to it. Um, but cool. this is the first time that you know, as a company, that we're using Sumatra, so Ecuadorian Sumatra, um, and doing a Connecticut broadleaf binder. So kind of going back a little bit to the roots, yes. you know, of kind of what yes. Connecticut broadleaf, uh, you know, used to be, right? Um, and uh, and Nicaraguan fillers, mm-hmm. um, and we do it in a in a soft box press. Um, and it comes in, in the Claro and in the Maduro. Yeah. Um, and yeah, both, you know, it, it's really funny because both, you know, they both serve a purpose, whether you want something that's a little bit more pleasant, something a little bit more toned down, mm-hmm. just kind of with that subtle spice, but you kind of really get that cacao and kind of those espresso notes because of that broadleaf. Yeah. You know, Sumatra, because oh, yeah. Sumatra on its own may not necessarily take you somewhere, right? You know, you yes. kinda, I feel like you kind of need something else to yeah, kind of exactly. complement it, right? To yeah. take it to the next yeah. level. And I feel with the with the fillers that we use and that broadleaf binder, mm-hmm. it really takes it up. Yeah. You know, it really actually takes you somewhere. A, well, a lot of foundation sticks, um, you know, obviously use the Maduro and the Claro wrapper, which mm-hmm. to me is just another, another way to uh, learn from the cigar and learn from the wrapper and what it's trying to like tell you and what it's trying where it's trying to lead you and i think especially because you know like you can get uh a budget brand and a couple of different cigars and it's like okay like they have different wrappers you know i could name three off the top of my head that we sell very consistently you know in maduro shade habano whatever but i think when you take like a a cigar like this where the price point is going to be you know your 12 13 14 in our store yeah. um that's when you really get taken on a ride uh with both wrappers and they kind of show you different things like you said one more one's more pleasant one's more like okay mm-hmm. like a little aggressive but like you're gonna love it if you if this is your thing like you're gonna love it yeah. and that was i was so pleasantly surprised by that um i i was i was upset because like a lot of the time when i have a car cigar i try not to make it like anything like uh anything great you know like i would never smoke an olmec in the car why is that That because i just feel like i'm just it's here and i'm not that's funny i'm not like i'm ripping like i want this thing gone (laughs) by the time i get home you know so like so i'll never do it um and i was i was pissed because i grabbed that I remember thinking, like, ooh, I want to try this. And I had a couple of deliveries to make. So I remember, like, 10 minutes down the road, I was like, shit, this would have been a great fucking garage cigar, man, yeah. uh, when I could, like, sit in my gravity chair and just chill out. See, it's so funny because I love <laughs> – I personally – I'm almost the opposite. So Really? I, so I live in Miami now, right? But yeah. I grew up in California, mm-hmm. right? I grew up in San Francisco. And in California culture, it's just like – your car whether it's like music or whatever and then once i got it you know like i used to love listening to like a brand new cd amazing myself um you mm. know when i would get a cd you know <laughs> pop it in the car and Bro, just we had them yeah, too we had you them know too. and just vibe out and so kind of the same thing with cigars like i love smoking in my car it's like if i'm trying something out like i love just sitting just go for a drive it is it's like, an underrated environment to try yes. a new cigar i believe that too. oh yeah. dude i yeah. can't, yeah. Yeah. can't. Yeah. i need i got two yeah. i got two i got two uh ones i've had before in my in my travel case yeah do you just off topic yeah. do you remember the first album you played in your first car But I remember my first car. It was a fucking. It was a. It was a beat up red Toyota Corolla, and then I took it to Mexico. Like literally the first week after I got it. (laughs) Were you north? Were you northern California? Yes. So you went all the way. Yeah, you went all the way. Yeah, dude. So my butt. It was so funny. Like we had. I had just gotten the car, and then um, my buddy was going to school in Santa Barbara, and then he was like, "Dude, let's go to Rosarito." 
And I was Shit, like, dude, yeah. I was like, how the fuck am I going to get these? He's like, dude, you just got the car right. And I'm like, you know, like <laughs> I was like, good point. You know, and I was like, fuck it, let's go. Let's go. And we just went to Rosarito. Hell yeah. It was awesome. Do you remember your first album? And your I do. First car? Actually, I do. Do you, um, you want to share? Yeah. Uh, it was Nimrod, Green Day. Was it? Yeah. No shit, yeah. 94, yeah. bro. Yeah. Berkeley, oh, yeah. Berkeley stand up. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mine, was, mine was an edited version of the Marshall Mathers LP. Uh-huh. <laughs> that fits. I was like, yo, yeah. mom. That fits. Come on. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but I do remember my first album that I bought, though. Okay, yeah, so yeah. Not in my car, but I do remember. Okay. So um, th- back in the day, there used to be pl- a place called Sam Goody. And it's like our media play. Yeah, it's and, like and so I went shit. to go bought the tape with my dad, and I remember we put it in the car, and it was Rodney O and Joe Cooley was the was the name of the group, uh, and the song was called Everlasting Bass. Hell yeah, Ooh, that shit bumped. Ooh. Oh, bumped. Ooh. The, yeah, and I just remember my dad like, obviously he doesn't listen to hip hop, you know what I mean? But he was just like, yeah, he's just like, yeah, he's doing like, dad. He got yeah, dad moves yeah, up the ass, moves, yeah. yeah. They always got that. They, yeah. they got weird hand shit yeah. going on. My dad does that same shit yeah, he too. Was like, yeah. It's like yeah, okay, feel it, feel it how you, you feel yeah, it with yeah, the heart, yeah, right, yeah, bro? Yeah, like yeah. whatever comes out is what comes out. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah just go fine. ahead, just keep that, keep it down. If I see anybody I know, then we just gotta act like we don't know each but other. I do, yeah, I do remember that actually vividly though. That's like, I, that is actually a good memory that's that cool. I haven't thought about in a really long time. Though, yeah, I could do a new CD in the car. Or a new, you know, pick some shit on Spotify and like yeah. just play it beginning to end. But I just can't do. I just want to be able to. I just want to be able to sit and just ponder it. You know, like, like uh, I just can't. I yeah. can't. Yeah. I can't. I feel you. I mean, I feel you. And it's you know, you want to be able to pay full attention to this thing, especially if it's one you're really excited about or one that you know. Like yeah. I, I haven't had this in six months, and I know I'm gonna love it because I loved it the last time. Yeah. You want to pay full attention, but like. I think I think you can you can kind of do that in the car. Maybe I'm an unsafe driver no. No, because no, no, no. I'm not paying attention to my cigar and not the road. But I think it's because out of all three of us, I have the least amount of responsibility. Probably, right? You have a kid. You're everywhere all the yeah. time. All I have to worry about is getting home and walking Milo, and then like cooking dinner. So like I have a lot more free time where okay. I can go outside. I see. I see. And I have the finished part of the house that, where I can a, That's smoke. not a bad theory, actually. Yeah, I think that might be it because I know I, it, this will be available for me at a later time right. if I cannot right. be a greedy right. piece right. of shit right now. <laughs> right. So anyway, we're getting a little bit off track here. <laughs> where do you like to smoke? Leave it in the comments. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, moving right along, the Matapa. Awesome story behind it. Two rappers. Foundation does a really good job of putting two rappers on a lot of their primetime sticks. So it's, uh, it's, uh, it's always Claro, Maduro. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I'm smoking a High Clear Castle Maduro. I sell the Connecticut High Clear Castle to somebody as the Cadillac of mild cigars. Mm, so yeah. whenever somebody comes into the humidor, I say, they're like, what's good? Okay, yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, so for $4, it's going to taste like shit. $8, get your pretty far in here. Yeah. $12 Cadillac. Where are you looking? Yeah. They always go $12 Cadillac. Yeah, yeah. Always. Yeah. Give me the Cadillac. Okay, cool. Yeah, so... Here's uh you know here's a uh, one over here and then here's you know uh this high clear castle, it's a small stick, you know you're gonna but you're gonna taste it and you're gonna take your time and maybe you have a little black coffee with it you're gonna get that creamy element you're gonna love it, um so anyway Foundation Cigars does an awesome job with two different wrappers let's talk about one that we've had but one that's new to us mm-hmm. and that is one that we get asked for a lot and that is the Olmec, mm-hmm. um Olmec. 
to me, I see it on Reddit a lot. A lot of people on Reddit, like whenever they find it, they're like, oh, yeah, dude, they're like, oh, God, finally tracked down one of these today. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to come out like, boy, you are in for it. And then everybody upvotes because they all agree. Amazing cigar. Um, what, how do you feel about the Olmec? I mean, is that a very popular seller like nationwide? Is that like a th- yeah? Okay, yeah, cool. It's, yeah, that, I mean, you know, that's been the new. That's been the bell of the ball ever since we we debuted debuted it last year okay. at PCA. Okay. Um, the response has been overwhelming, and you know, I didn't realize it's only a year old. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that, dude. I had my first one last August. Yeah. 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 So you know, it's it's been going extremely well. Uh, you know, the the reception has been like tremendous. Nice. Um, you know, and I think part of it is is the story. You know, like the Olmec, they they were the like the mother civilization of, of Mesoamerica. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's kind of shrouded in mystery. Like a lot of people don't. You know, there's not a lot of written um, history on them. You know, but they were like skilled artisans. You know, they made like these massive granite. You know, Olmec heads were like the quarries of where. They get that rock from is like you know hundreds if not in some cases thousands of miles away away from like where those heads are and it's yeah. like you know you're thinking about this like thousands of years ago mm-hmm. and i was like How, how'd you get it there you <laughs> know what i mean um and they were the first ones to kind of create like the version of like the aztec and mayan calendar they were the first ones to kind of create that version of it but then in, in the context of the cigar they were actually the first ones uh, to cultivate tobacco you know, so a lot of times people think that, you know, tobacco starts in, in Cuba, you know, but tobacco starts in South America, works its way up to Mexico, and mm-hmm. then makes its way mm-hmm. to the Caribbean. Um, and so if, when you open that box, there's like a, an imprint of, a, of what looks like a cigar on, on, the, on, a, on a little cedar sheet. Mm-hmm. And so that's an image actually that we found, um, you know, that is there's an image that they created of, of like a very rustic looking cigar, yeah. you know, which like they used in like It's their, beautiful presentation. Yeah. So you know, good. and so you know, I think the story resonates well. I mean, I think that in terms of that box press, I mean, I think it just looks really, you know, it just looks beautiful. You know, also coming out the box, but obviously the the proof is in the pudding in terms of like when you smoke uh, it. You know, yes. and so again, you know, very similar to what I mentioned with Matapa, whether you want something that's a little bit more kind of toned down, or mm-hmm. you want something that's you know definitely much more bolder with the Maduro, you know, it can kind of you know fit you know whatever you want yeah Um, yeah and yeah the brand has been you know taking off you know tremendously you know and it's always like a very interesting thing because it's you know it it, brands like that are really good because they again help shine a light on like not only that brand itself but also like to the rest of the portfolio too you know i think you know i've i've been smoking now for roughly about 20 20 ish years and you know i remember when i first started smoking i would kind of stick to one thing once i kind of found what i liked you know i would just kind of hmm. smoke that one thing but <laughs> but as i've gotten more into the industry it's like now I, you know i'll go to a connecticut shade i'll go to something else that i'm not used to because yeah. then when i go back to that cigar i can taste things that i didn't you just pick appreciate up. Yeah. It a little bit more yeah, yeah you're just able to see things that maybe the, over time you've kind of lost because yeah. it was so you were lost in the comfort of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I no, like absolutely, that. Absolutely, yeah. I like that. I've had that experience too. Yeah. And like and with with Olmec, um, this I found that the in 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 a in more of a way than I think with some other cigars, the size that you're choosing to smoke has an enormous impact on the experience. They're all fantastic, but what they're do, also to? different too. What, what, what you know? size do you go to? So for me, with that cigar, because in in the in the robusto, it's so potent. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's fantastic if 
be if you're on a full stomach you know you're going to enjoy that thing for sure but what i love about the grande in that blend is that it it mellows it out to a point where you know it's really like brings it down to something like a medium body for for me sure, yeah. and and but full flavored you know you of still course. get all that dark flavor and i'm t- and i'm talking now about the maduro um, which is, I believe, a Mexican San Andreas. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, they both yeah. are. Yeah. So one is one is um, you know basically the difference is is the priming and and, and okay. again the fermentation okay. process. Yeah. So you know generally when you have a higher priming, you know that part of the of the plant is closer to the sun, right? Thicker cellular walls because they're kind of getting more nutrients. So you know they can withstand longer fermentation. Mm-hmm. When you have like a Claro, it's going to be kind of like a lower uh, lower priming. Mm-hmm. Not, the fermentation process is just not as long. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't make it necessarily kind of inferior technically you know but in, in terms of what you can do with it you kind of have to really and that's kind of where, where like nick's magic comes in and like understanding like i can make something really great out of this and i can make something really good out of that yeah you know yeah, what i mean so yeah, it doesn't yeah. make it like necessarily that one is better or worse than the other yeah. you know but understanding like what you can do with something yeah you know what i mean and i think that's really kind of where you know kind of the the, the, the magic sauce you know what I mean with right. us is that like we got we have someone at the helm who you know who's kind of been doing this you know for a really long time right. and you know uh, you know obviously with his time at Drew Estate you know creating you know many other lines that you know made them kind of what they are today mm-hmm. um, you know he just he has that that know-how you know and just even I remember when I first met Nick you know talking about you know tobacco you know and, and understanding kind of you know that process you know it was a very similar process to any one of us you know it was just really that drive though he just had like a genuine curiosity of like yeah how, how do these leaves work you know yeah. like you yeah. know granted he was already a cigar smoker but he didn't really know how to blend didn't really know how to create right. these cigars but you know when he was in mexico you know he really kind of you know latched on to a lot of the rollers and the guys in the factory and you know even you know spoke learned to speak spanish you know and i think that even that in itself you know i think was something that really helped him get an upper hand uh, mm-hmm. in many ways because it's like oh cool you want to talk our language cool i'm 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 am i'm gonna show you what i know <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know what i mean yeah, and he yeah. was able to kind of like you know take something from here take something from there and then develop something that was his it's that curiosity i think that always just you combine like talent and drive with curiosity and like you know eventually you want to stop working for this company and like yeah maybe i could do my own thing yeah you know absolutely. and what 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 has resulted from that is millions of people enjoy these sticks mm-hmm. you know something we hear all the time dave and i is uh hey that guy joe rogan started smoking cigars kind of like you guys do on your podcast that's pretty yeah. wild i noticed that how do you know anything about how like they got hooked up together uh you know like what, what is is his cigar the wise man maduro so Nick and Joe Rogan share a mutual friend, uh, which is how mm. the connection happened. And uh, yeah, he kind of started to get into cigars. And so the first cigar that we actually gave him was uh, the Wiseman Maduro. Mm. Um, you know, because I think that when you're first starting, I think sometimes people might say, oh, let me just give you like a mild cigar, right. you know, to kind of start you off and kind of work your way up. But, you know, I almost kind of had somewhat of the opposite experience, at least when I started, like I kind of wanted the bold stuff, the strong stuff, because it would, it would hit you, you would feel it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. obviously I can't speak for him, but I assume that maybe that's kind of what was happening with his palate. Like he just kind of wanted mm-hmm. something bolder. Um, so 
um, Alex uh, Thief Operandi, who does all of our artwork, you know, did like a custom box for him, you know, Sweet. with his face on it, and you know, he had it on the pod, and you know, he really kind of just took a liking to it, you know, and you know, if you if you ever if you follow the podcast, you know, it went from like, oh, you know, hey, I got these cigars. Blah, blah, you know, foundation, you know, now it's like my boy Nick, you know, like, yeah. so it's really like yeah. morphed into something really cool. And, and now, you know, we actually do make a cigar for him, uh, which is, is a cigar that's not for sale guys, unfortunately. <laughs> right. Um, but it is a cigar that we make for him. That's basically a, a blend of tabernacle. Um, that, we wow, make for cool. him that he really loves. And, you know, most of the time, the cigars that he's smoking on the show are those, and obviously, you guys know it, it's a, it's a, the tabernacle on its own is is really great, and this is just kind of like a slightly you know, beefed up version of, of that. Yeah. And everybody always loves it. Like you know, he'll always give it to someone. But, right. Oh, man, it's like a really great yeah. cigar. Yeah. You know? yeah. And so it's yeah. like it's cool to see that reaction because it's genuine. You know, yeah. it's not like you know he's paying these guys to yeah you know, to give like it a try. It. Yeah. Right. So it's you know the the proof is in the pudding with regards to the to the portfolio. You yeah. Know what I mean? The mythology surrounding that I think we I get questions about it here and there like you yeah, have that Joe Rogan cigar or, you know it's always yeah. Clint Eastwood or yeah. Joe Rogan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, right. Right. But you know right. I, again I would I would kind of use that as a pivot point to be like oh you know we unfortunately we, we you know foundation doesn't sell that but I think if you like this that you'll like you know that would be a good segue for like Menelik or a good segue for Wise Man Maduro mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. or Olmec also even um, and potentially even Matapa when it comes out you know. So I think there, you know, I always tell that to retailers is like, you know, just use it as a pivot point to yeah. like, you know, introduce them to something else, you know, mm -hmm. while they can't necessarily get their hands on that specific thing, right? they can still get their hands on something that, you know, would be similar um, enough to where they can enjoy it and still enjoy like a really qual a great quality oh, yeah. cigar. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. There's something on the foundation table for every single customer. And speaking of customers today, I had somebody ask me about, one of the boxes on this table that we've saved a little bit um and that is the night commander so the night the night commander the tabernacle obviously look at this beautiful box eduardo's going to show Man, it off for a second here so sweet. good at tsa is going to crack it out of your luggage and start uh, looking through it there so look, look at this. those oh my goodness look yeah. at those not a dummy box folks the real deal Look at these babies right there. Yeah. Look at that. That is what you can expect from the Tabernacle Knight Commander. Um, pretty sure we're on the list for that, right? Yes, yeah. sir. I, yes, sir. We had yeah, to be. We're on the list, yeah. Uh, whatever we could learn about that, whatever you're allowed to share, once you class that bad boy up, we, yeah. uh, we'd love to share it with our, with our listeners. Absolutely. So, um, Knight Commander. So, Nick, uh, you know, again, kind of going back to the stories, right? Yes. You know, like everything is kind of woven in, in something, right? And... You know, we have the tabernacle, which has, you know, Holly Selassie's face on it. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Prince Hermes is, uh, is a direct descendant of Holly Selassie. And he caught wind of, of what Nick was doing with Foundation. And, you know, like, you know, who, who's paying homage to, like, our family like that? You know, and, and that kind of really morphed into a, a very a personal relationship, um, you know, with Prince Hermes, um, which, which then kind of morphed into, into Nick being actually knighted. So he got knighted so the title badass. of Knight Commander. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and I think that this is kind of really what makes <laughs> kind of foundation kind of special uh, is that, you know, we're not doing this like for a, a gimmick, you know. It's not like some sort of like, you know, cheesy angle. It's like it's genuine, you know what I mean? And, yeah. And, and, and I think that that really comes across, you know, with, with the work that he's been able to do. <clears throat> and so he gets knighted 
title of Night Commander and and this project is 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 a project um, you know that that Nick created um, you know there's going to be a charity component um, to it as well uh, which I can't get into too deep but it's basically going to you know help the the children of Ethiopia um, you know and so you know not only the significance of the project but even the you know the revenue generated Beautiful. from the project is also something that you know Nick is kind of putting back into the community um, you know kind of as a, as a tribute you know and and even in general you know I think that you know regardless of what it is that you're into mm -hmm. you know imagine if, if you're into something and you get recognized by that something you know as 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 paying tribute to it you right. know like mm -hmm. it, you know for him it was a really um, you know kind of a, a to some degree kind of like a life's work kind of being recognized you know yeah. what I mean? which is really cool right you know so it definitely is a special project and you know what what makes a cigar special too it's a you know six and three quarter by 52 perfecto um so similar to the senator in terms of like format um but the blend is actually a little different than um than the traditional tabernacle so you still have that beautiful connecticut broadleaf mm. that mexican san andres but the filler is actually different you know in the in the regular tabernacle we we use a mix of, of nicaraguan and Honduran tobacco this is all nicaraguan tobacco um uh. and, and the and the cigars have been aged in cedar you know anywhere from 15 to 18 months um you know before going out so you know it, it's really in terms of strength it's about about a medium plus um on, on the scale there but a really elegant cigar yeah um you know i think it's one that people are are gonna go crazy for you know it's gonna be oh, yeah. a, a very limited production we're gonna release it once a year every year um yeah, that's the goal you know and i think it's gonna be something that people will really uh, really go crazy for hmm. Oh, it's going to be awesome. We're looking at November, right? The holiday that was a holiday like release. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. All, all of our cigars that we're going to be debuting uh, this year will, will kind of fall in, in, will come out in the fall. Um, so that's kind of like the format starting with like, you know, September all the way down to about yeah. to November yeah. um, or so. Perfect. So, we'll so something, for, yeah, something for everybody to look forward to. The cigars that we're talking about here so far on the show will be rolling in to Tall Chief Cigars throughout the fall. And uh, I'm I'm excited about it, Carl's excited about it. And uh, once we get to share these cigars with you guys, you're gonna be uh, equally excited. Yeah, I mean, we just, so, you know, if you're listening to the show, it's Friday. Um, we just received an order about a week ago. Mm -hmm. um, we're really happy about another cigar that Dave and I really don't give that much love to, but something that is gonna fill a niche need for a lot of guys. Uh, that do shop here, and that is the entire Upsetters line. Mm -hmm. yeah. I remember uh, three years ago, I was at a different shop, and I had never seen an Upsetter stick before, but I had seen it in a magazine or on some website or something, so I picked one up and gave it a whirl. Way different. I feel like sometimes in infused cigars or flavored cigars or cigars that smell a little bit uh, better than a normal cigar sure. often get grouped in with cigars from another company, sure. right? Uh, get it all the time. Um, I could actually use some some knowledge and some education on what sets the Upsetters line apart from Absolutely. cigars that are that might be similar mm, yeah, to yeah. it. In yeah. the same. I think one of the key differences is is a we use long filler tobacco on that cigar. You know, so it's a it's a cigar. It's a, the tobacco is called Jamaican cow tongue. So Nick was in Jamaica <laughs> coincidentally um, for an anniversary of um, Bob Marley's passing. And so when he's there, you know, being the tobacco guy that he is, he, you know, ends up finding, you know, other tobacco guys. And, you know, a lot of times people, when they think of uh, Jamaica, you know, their, their mind Im immediately goes to cannabis, you mm -hmm. know, but tobacco um, in Jamaica predates cannabis. Mm -hmm. you know? So there is actually a rich mm -hmm. history of tobacco on the island, yeah. uh, you know, previous to cannabis. And so, you know, Nick 
you know, ends up kind of, you know, developing this idea for kind of the upsetters um, and, and using that Jamaican cow tone, you know, and I think so a I think there's there's that component where we're using, you know, premium, you know, long filler tobacco and, and really when you're thinking about um, you know, people who are getting into cigars, you know, kind of going back to my earlier point, sometimes you want something bolder, but sometimes you also want something that might be a little bit more familiar, right, in terms of flavor, you know, something that you may have, you know, something that you really like, not necessarily even tobacco related. And so when you look at the whole uh, Upsetters line, you know, a lot of it is very botanical, very floral. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, some of the biggest growth that we see is is in like, kind of like cigar bar environments, right? Because you have that kind of casual smoker who doesn't really know about cigars. Right. Maybe you're not going to put them in, in a wise man or you're not going to put them in a tabernacle because yeah, right. it's not right. too much. But, right. you know, you can put them into one of our, you know, smaller format cigars, like a small axe, you know, yes. something that's kind of like non-committal. You know, if, if they like it, great, they'll buy more. And if they don't, they have bad taste and we won't hold it against them. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, I, I think that's really where, you know, where you can get a customer right and then down the road you switch them into something else you know what i mean um but you know overall whether it's like size or strength uh, within the upsetters line you know there's there's a little something for for everyone but i feel like those aromatics and those botanical notes that come off in that cigar i think is really what you know what we've seen the the largest growth in yeah um and then the biggest thing is too is just the you know the the difference between buying online and, 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 and supporting brick and mortar. You know, I think that if you don't sell any infused, that's a little bit of a harder sell for you guys to want to like oh, sell yeah. it, right? But I think if you already have that clientele, I think one of the things that you see in the traditional segment is I think the days of someone smoking that one thing every day has kind of gone away. They might rotate between three, four, five, six different brands, mm-hmm. you know, or, or, or cigars or whatever. Um, this, I think the same thing is happening in, in that segment. You know, I think people have been smoking the same thing for many years now and are open to try new things. And that's kind of really where Upsetters comes in, you know, giving that something else. Right. Mm-hmm. I think there is a need for something else yeah. in the market, too, because, like, I feel like um, the market has decided that this company has these things cornered or close to it. Yeah. And I think that... Um, from my experience, just selling the, the cigars in the humidor, it's like the people who buy the same thing every day are an older smoking generation. Sure. It's like guys like Dave and I, mm-hmm. or we've cultivated a pretty good community of younger guys out here that will try cigars and they will hop from everything. We have a lot of guys who do our monthly mail club program who love it because of the oh, variety, nice. right? And we have a couple guys in that subgroup who do like an infused or flavored cigar and things right. like that. So right. I think that it's a bold. It's a bold move to make, but it's a necessary move to make, and that could open up, uh, you know, holes down the line. But for now, here you have your options you could find anywhere. And then we recently opened up with like maybe four or five new sizes. So yeah, there's uh, obviously the small X, little four by thirty-two. You know, take the uh, take the little dog for a walk. Maybe you know, uh, go you know, I don't know, drop the mail at the mailbox down the street. There you go, perfect. We got the ska, which the is a ska. nice little box of ten little, yep. little, little, little looks like a little cigarette Save box that. full of them. Perfect, easy to store. We got the rock steady, which I believe is a robusto. The rock steady is a larger form. It's like a church. That's the yeah. Is it yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah the yeah. rock steady was a big one. Then the the Django is the little robusto, right? The Django is going to be yeah, and then mm-hmm. we have the Zola. That's more yeah. like a Zola. Story. We got Zola too. Yeah. yeah, we've had the original Rude Boy, so. That's a that's a line that's grown a lot, and if you're a guy who you know likes a likes a a bit of a milder cigar, maybe a a more flavorful kind of experience that's not too 
uh, you know, hard to detect or hard to enjoy, mm-hmm. or it's not going to require as much close attention. I think. Yeah. Um, it's funny you said that it has a florally kind of experience because that was the that was what I remember about it. I was just like, oh wow. I'm like, sometimes I pick that up off like milder Sumatras, sure. like a little bit of a floraliness, yeah. like a grassy kind of mm-hmm. thing, and uh, I did enjoy that. So. Yeah, it's all a natural infusion process uh, yeah. that we use. You know, we, we, we kind of have like a, a running joke internally. It's like, you know, Coke doesn't disclose their recipe, you know, nor do we, you know, but it's it's all a natural infusion process, which I think is kind of what comes across in the blend. You know, it's, it's not overpowering, you know, and I think a lot of times in, in those infused cigars, yeah. you know, you can have, you know, this like overpowering taste of, you know, yeah. you know cherry or whatever. You right. know, it can be too much, but, you know, this is, you know, so, again, something that's very floral, botanical, and really nice on the palate, yeah. you know? It straddles um, that line really well between, like, you know, this isn't how it came out of the earth, but yeah. this is not, like, sprayed down with Correct. something, yes. so... It makes yeah. up a huge part of the of the industry, a huge part of the of the cigar market as a whole. You know what I'm saying? And so, if you're not trying to take advantage of that, then like you know, there are guys that want this stuff, and that's that's cool. You know, it might not be for you, but it it's first it's for a lot of guys. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing is like you know, kind of to my earlier point, I kind of deviated a little bit, but you know, ultimately with that brand, you know, we see a lot of growth online, but you know us as a company we really want to focus on brick and mortar you know and we want we want you guys to capture that business because we we see the traction that it gets elsewhere yeah. you know and obviously that's you know we're, we're, we we're going to do that too but we want you guys to also get a piece of that pie too yeah. you know what i mean and yeah. yeah we we certainly have noticed ever since we brought foundation in Good. whether it's high clear high clear castle Guigüense, am I saying that right? El Guigüense, yeah. close okay. enough. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little, the, the wise I, man Corolla. I waited it <laughs> yes, up a little right. bit, yeah. but that's all right. Yeah, the wise, yeah. Uh, the wise man Maduro, all the charter oaks you could ever possibly want. Olmec, Menelik, mm-hmm. Tabernacle. Mm-hmm. What am I missing? There's all this, all this new stuff. There's so that's much rolling in. So th- there's the so much it's hard to remember. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't we? Uh, you know, why don't we ask you like a couple personal questions? Because sure, yeah, like our guys really like to. They think being a cigar rep is the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. yeah. I don't tell them it's not. Seems pretty awesome. Our job's great. Your job's great. We're all having Absolutely. a great time with all these cigars. So uh, if we're talking like, what is the what is your preferred like Vitola size? So in general, you know, I generally gravitate to more like Lonsdale's, mm-hmm. um, Corona Gorda's, you know, nice. but I'll be honest, depending on the blend, and the cigar it, i mean I, I personally have favorites within every line yes you know what i mean like with the shade i'll probably go like say i'll give you the rundown charter oak shade i love i love the toro the the charter oak cabano i love the lonzale yeah charter oak maduro i love the rothschild um you know menelik that's you know i actually prefer the toro versus the 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 robusto it's only the two sizes it's only right? the two yeah. sizes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and my first time smoking i'll give you a funny story really quick um you know the first time i actually smoked the menelik nick gave it to me in vegas and it it knocked me back i was like what? <laughs> i was like what the fuck is this yeah. it was like it was so overpowering that for years i just never smoked it again and then when mm. nick came out with the toro you know, <laughs> I just didn't go anywhere near it because I was like, if it's going to be more of that, I was like, right, I don't want it. Right, 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 right. And, you know, a customer asked me, he's like, oh, man, what do you think about it? And I was like, oh, I was like, I haven't had it. And he like ripped <laughs> into me. Like, what do you mean you haven't had it? And I was like, you know, you're right, dude. Like, I, I need to smoke. Yeah. It. So yeah. I grabbed the box from the warehouse, 
and must have plowed through that box oh, yeah. in the whole, in a weekend. Yeah, it was it was insane. It's a um, so that Toro, I love. Um, mm. It's a different smoke, right? Like it changes. That's what I was saying different. about Olmec, man. Like each one yeah. of those sizes is a different cigar. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's cool. And in the High Clare Castle, in both, I love the Churchill. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's weird because it's like normally I don't gravitate towards Churchills, but like specifically on that shade um, in the Edwardian, you know, because it is a shade wrapper, it's going to burn a little faster. Mm. You know, that wrapper's really thin. Um, so you're not sitting there for two hours smoking it. You know what I mean? Um, and that's a phenomenal cigar. And Olmec, probably Robusto Toro, usually, mm-hmm. um, either or. Um, the Matapa, the, the Toros have been phenomenal. Um, awesome. Tabernacle. I kind of go through phases, you know. We were talking about this a little bit earlier before we got on. It's like I, I live in Miami, so I generally will gravitate more towards just like Elwa Wednesday. Like that's like my everyday kind of cigar. Yeah, like, I love that's that. Your that daily Corona grinder. Gorda, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, cool. it, what I say. It's like a comfortable pair of shoes. It's like I, nice. that's just what I go yes. to it. I know what I'm gonna like get. That. It's just like I love <laughs> it. But Tabernacle, like where I live, it's just like it's it's a little too heavy for me, yeah. right? But like now I'm up here, it's a little bit cooler, maybe not as much humidity. I want something that's maybe a little bit heavier, so I am actually smoking a 142. Nice. Um, and so here I kind of just I think like I'll gravitate more towards like stuff that's a little bit heavier. But where I'm right. at, it's like it's I'm not smoking a, a Maduro, you know, at, yeah. you yeah. know, at three in the afternoon. Yeah. It's like 105 yeah. right now. You yeah, know, yeah it's no, you'd, be, you'd be feeling all kinds of all yeah. kinds of stuff down there in that Miami heat. Yeah, man. man, it's too much. So over the last couple of days, I had um, in, sort of in preparation for our sure. conversation, like I went back and got you had a couple of cigars that I haven't had in a little sure. bit. So I had the Melanic uh, Toro. And then the wise man Maduro yeah. Robusto, and uh, so which, which of those two lines, like independent of size, Melanic or wise man Maduro? Personally, for me, yes. it, Menelik. I just yeah. there's you know there's there's a certain elegance to that cigar um, that I, I really love. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, we we have different cigars that use Mexican San Andreas. You know, we have the wise man Olmec mm-hmm. Menelik. Mm-hmm. You know, but they're all kind of coming from different regions, and so you're you're still able to kind of get different flavor profiles from from all of them. Right. You know, because it's it's the combination of the blend that will really take it in its own direction. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Whether you want something that is, you know, with with the wise man, you know, just a lot of that, you know, cacao and nuttiness kind of coming through with Boulder, you know, one number three cigar of the year, uh, you know, that cigar really, you know, I wasn't with the company then, but you know, I had you know known of Nick and you know we were friends at that at that time, mm-hmm. um, you know, really kind of catapulted us in, into kind of like that next yeah. level, um, which thankfully we're, we're able to still continue to do. But you know, it, depending on, on what you want in terms of strength and flavor, even within that same you know tobacco, you can still get different flavor profiles. But yeah. For me personally, the, the Men of Lectoro is a really yeah, special. Yeah. Like cigar. I'm still undecided, man. I like I'm still trying to figure out which one of those I like more because uh, they're they're both fantastic expressions of Mexican San Andreas wrapper with different you know like you said different blends bring out different things. They were both fantastic. I, I got to keep going to figure out have, which one I like. Have you had the Lancero Most. and the Wiseman? No, but it is on the shelf. That's, As of two days no. ago, it's on the shelf now, so maybe I got to get to that. That's a banger. That, I will okay. say. We yeah. had somebody picking up the box today. Oh, I know. I was yeah. like, do it. And do then he uh, went for something yeah, a little bit. A little <laughs> bit. Actually, what, what is your guys' take on Lanceros? Because, you know, they. I feel like Lanceros get a bad rap, right, in terms of like, oh, it's too effeminate. You know, it's like... Well, I can't smoke this. Do you, like, do you want the take as 
uh, as a uh, humidor manager, like, or do you want the take <laughs> as like us, Dave, uh, me and Dave, having smoked forever? Yeah. Both. Yeah. 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 You want to go first? I mean, yeah, it's tough. Like, I, I'm a. I guess if if what you're looking for is, you know, a a test, a pure test of the blend and like the wrapper flavors, it's fantastic for that reason. Um, but the feeling of the cigar in your hand and the act of smoking the cigar is also part of the experience sure. so for me it's it's not my favorite vitola it's really not and i i don't know i'm like embarrassed to say that i feel like uh guys who are who live around live and breathe cigars and are around it all the time are supposed to prefer small rings coronas lanceros things like that like that's the true test of the cigar you know like you hear yeah. that kind of thing all the time uh but i i i love i love a toro yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah. and Nick, when he blends, actually, he starts with a Toro. So at least for, right? for us as yeah. a company, that's generally huh. the best that's cool. representation of what that's he different. kind that of wanted different. the yeah. blend to be. Um, and then, because he finds that it's a good balance to work his way out in terms of bigger size and bigger and down, smaller. Yeah. Smaller. Oh, yeah. that's that's so yeah. that's that's very that's very different. But yeah. for that's cool for me on the Lancero thing. What Dave and I found when we started working here is that if. There were a couple different things lying around, like uh, different Coronas and Corona Gordas yeah. and, uh, you know, maybe a Lancero or even a Lonsdale or two. And yeah. for the consumer, or at least our consumer, uh, thinks there's more value in a 660 sure. because they think it's just apples to apples, like, right. but it's not like that. Not. <laughs> so we've had to do a, a good amount of educating on why the 60 is 70 cents more expensive than, like, why wouldn't I just buy that? Well, there's... 10 reasons why off yeah. the top of our head so i've always liked things in the i'm not a churchill guy um but i do like things in the 46 to 50 yeah. realm yeah. i always have yeah. i think a 6 by 50 toro to me you can give me anything and i'll smoke it i love that but i also love like a corona gorda mm -hmm. like a five in a five and a half by 48 or 46 to yeah. me is awesome you know i keep I keep a multitude of that kind of stuff in my humidor at home sure. because I like my car cigar, my familiar one, you know. So the process of, like, uh, educating people on them has been tough, and it doesn't really stick. Um, but for me as a consumer, like, I love it. I'll try anything in a Lancero. We yeah. just brought a, the two new, your Lancero and a different company's Lancero into the humidor to give a whirl. Um, the Oliva V Lancero, obviously probably the most prominent one. Sure. Um, I one that I've always loved. I love the size. I love holding it. I, it feels. Mm. It, I don't know. It's like weird to say, but it feels a little more elegant. It doesn't. Yeah. It just feels a little more like right. the the experience is elevated a little bit. Sure. Um, I'm a guy who leaves my cigar in my mouth. I kind of like letting it just kind of like hang. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I yeah. do like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you do do that. All the, the I do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do do that a ton. Like, I, and, yeah, that's why you'll never see me catching a sixty or a seventy. I just, yeah. I'm not gonna be like, huh? Oh, I, yeah, can I help you? You know, like I'm not. But also, like, yeah, like the thing of it is, like, it's not bullshit that people say the flavor comes through. Um, it is true. I think it was my understanding that most cigars are blended in a Corona size. Like, is that? I, I feel like right. that might have been the case long ago, but I feel like there's a new class of of, of uh, blenders coming up that might be kind of doing things a little bit differently, as you described with Nick right. and his Toro size. So for me, I think they're great. I can understand why it's offered in this size at the price it's offered at. Um, 
it's not an everyday thing, but like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm definitely not gonna turn one away. And when I get one or see one, I'm always like, oh, you know, like it's surprising because yeah, they're sure. just not as represented out there. So, um, as what a I, as a humidor manager, yeah. I could skip it. Like the one box of Wiseman Maduro Lancero is awesome. I could see that taking off just because of what it's gonna deliver. Yeah. Um, it is hard to put like five boxes of Oliva up on the wall and then like put a Lancer up and no one's going to touch it. But like when it's something that's a little bit more sure. off the beaten path, uh, then I think it's a little bit a little bit easier of a time yeah. for somebody that just doesn't know anything except that they like that bigger cigar to like give it a whirl. Yeah, yeah so. it's like if you're only going to bring two sizes or something like you know of you got to kind of like buy based on what you think every, mo the more the most people are going to want, right? And that makes sense. But um, what I will say about the Churchills, so speaking of Wayne Wednesday and, and Wiseman Maduro, yeah. what I love about the Churchill sizes, which we now have on the shelf in here, didn't have up until this week, introducing those new sizes, they're the like traditional seven by 48 Churchill, right? Like you see Churchill for as long as it's seven inches long, it's a Churchill now, right? And they get all the way up to 56 right. ring yeah. or whatever. But like that traditional seven by forty-eight uh, in the Buenense and the in the in the Wiseman Maduro, uh, I'm super excited about that. Yeah, and that I'm uh, into. Yeah, it's like the Churchill extras that are like seven by fifty-six. Yes, it's like right. I don't need. I don't Grand need a, Churchill. I don't need. A gra yeah. I don't need yeah. Yeah. yeah, Churchill. You know what Churchill would do right now? He's slept, you boy. <laughs> like okay. I don't know. It's just like you're stepping on the yeah. name. But anyway, um, so Eduardo, I mean. I, I mean I could ask you questions all day, but we'll get to we'll get toward the end of it here. Did you get in at the ground floor of foundation or did you did you start later and did you start as a national or did you start as a regional? No, yeah. So I start, so to backtrack, so I, I, I lived in Nicaragua. So that's actually where I met Nick. Um, I was working at, wow. at a resort in Nicaragua Damn. and um, you know, kind of more for selfish reasons, you know, we were we were selling you know, we had this like it's a beautiful resort and we had you know a beautiful gift shop we were selling like textiles and rum and pottery and i'm like yo but like where are the cigars like we're in nicaragua you know so for selfish reasons i was like yo we need to like sell some cigars so we decided to build a humidor at the resort and then that um yes. ended up i ended up going to Nicar uh, to esteli to go get cigars and coincidentally I, I ran into nick and i didn't know nick but i knew of him um, and I walk into you know, the factory and, you know, who do I see? Like a Nick. Yeah. And then I'm like, yo, what's up? And he's like, the fuck are you? You know? And yeah. so we just kind of like hit it off. And um, at that time, it was like the NFL playoffs. Um, this was like 2014, I think. Uh, 20, no, I'm sorry. It was like 2015, 2016. And, um, I, you know, towards the end, you know, I, he, he was doing his thing. I was doing my thing. And then we kind of had ran into each other towards the end of me leaving. And I was like, yo, I was like, do you know of a good place to go watch, you know, like the football game? He was like, yeah, there's, a, there's this bar you should go, blah, blah. And I was like, well, dude, like, come. Like, I'd love to have a drink with you or something, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And that just literally kind of just turned into, like, a friendship, you know, when him and I just became cool. And, you know, then that then morphed into, like, me helping out at PCA and, you know, just kind of, you know, seeing behind the curtain, you know. And, you know, I was happy with what I was doing and, and you know, it, there wasn't really, like, a need for me to kind of, like, come on board. Uh, but then, you know, some things kind of shifted within the company and then he decided, you know, to bring me on. And, and so I did come on as a national sales uh, director and, you know, it just been, it, it was a really like organic thing. You know, there wasn't really like this huge, like, I want to work at foundation, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, but yeah. I just respected what he was doing, you know, just as, as a consumer um, and just kind of, you know, just seeing the passion in terms of, you know, 
for the product and you know everything that we do and you know just it was just it just all fit really nicely yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. the, it, like nothing was there was no pressure there was no yeah. you know uh, you know I, I need you or nothing like that and and i think it was it was just it was just a good fit you know yeah. and i think we work really well together I mean, we have a great team in the office um, you know we're, we're we're growing i mean but we're still pretty small in the scheme of things right. but you know we have a really great crew um, in the office you know and, and nick at the helm you know just kind of creating these blends and us just you know trying to take off as much as we can from his plate you know just to you mm-hmm. know so he can kind of focus on on, on that stuff yeah. Um, yeah you know i think it's been really great and you know we're this is our eighth year you know 10 mm-hmm. years is, is really kind of coming up on the horizon you know and so i think that you know in terms of where we are in our maturation as a company you know we've we got some really exciting things coming you know and, yeah. and and we're not going anywhere and and i think that kind of once you get to that like year 10 you've kind of really cemented yourself to some degree in terms of, of, of what you're able to do yeah. as a company. I think a lot of companies kind of can fumble around this time, kind of between that five to 10 year, right. you know, but you know, we, we want to keep growing, you know, but we always want to have a, like a texture of like a mom and pop, you know, we always want to have these relationships. We always yeah. want to, you know, communicate with our, with our retail partners um, and, and never get too big, but, you know, but we do want to get bigger, you know, and that is the plan. You know, we, you know, Nick always says this, it's like, you know, I, I want this company to outlast me, you know, Oh yeah, yeah. which is also why, you know, he's not like the focal point of the company. It's like foundation is the focal point, mm-hmm. you know, the, the brands that we're creating are, you know, and, and that will, hmm. will, will carry us, yeah. you know, to kind of what, what, you know, where we need to go. So that's really kind of like, you know, we're, we're all very in tune with, with what it is that we want to do with, yeah. with the company and, and where we want to take it. And, you know, I'm just really excited about, you know, what, what's on the horizon because we're, we're not stopping. Yeah. I mean, I the mean, cigars have gotten you guys like where you are now, right? And where you are now, Foundation Cigars is, is you know, you ha- you're in this awesome sweet spot of being known to, to the guys on the, who, who really take cigars seriously and you have this reputation, this aura about the company of like, you know, it's for guys who, re- who really get it, you yeah. know, and being on the inside, like one of the larger companies in that little p- niche pocket of like boutique brands, you know what I'm saying? And, and just killing it. Um, I, I don't know figures or sales figures or things like that, but it just seems like Foundation is perfectly positioned uh, to sort of continue, you know, let the cigars speak for themselves, be able to continue to grow, but always still like maintaining that reputation. Yeah. You know, um, and that um, comes from, again, from Nick's background, yeah. you know, it's just in quality control, you know, yeah. and, you know, making sure that, you know, we have, you know, and, and that's why sometimes, you know, it's really interesting. You know, I, I, I always say this to, you know, customers when I can, you know, but definitely even to, to our retail partners, it's like, you know, we're, we're dealing with an agricultural product. You know, I, I think I may have said this to you guys in the past before. It's like, you know, we're not making like a plastic box where you could just make a million more plastic right. boxes. You know, you can make more cigars, but are they going to be at the same quality as to what you were making before? Yeah, there's you know? a standard. Yeah, and you know, that's the thing. It's like, you know, that's like a kiss of death. You know, you put something out that's not what people expect. And, and again, kind of going back to my earlier point, it's like, you know, for that guy who's buying that cigar, whether it's his hundredth time buying it or if it's his first time buying it, you want it to be the same, mm-hmm. you know. And if it's not, that's a problem, you know. And, mm-hmm. and and that's why we can push, but there's only so far that you can push where you're sacrificing then quality, right. you know. And, and that's one thing that we'll never do. Yeah, you can't. No. You know, uh, 
That's a that's good. I don't know if you got any uh, any questions uh, for Eduardo. I, think that, yeah. I mean, that's a great note to end on, like that message, you know. And um, what 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 you guys do so well too, and like uh, you know, tying all this imagery and iconography and the stories together. And there's not one detail on the boxes or the bands or any of the presentation that is there by accident, you know. Uh, and that part's really cool. Like you guys clearly take this all very seriously, and like Nick clearly takes this very seriously in a world full of, you know, enterprises that don't take themselves seriously. It's, we're like full of this like weird, you know, postmodernist sense of humor or something like that. Where like you know everything's a joke. This is this is no joke. You know what I mean? And he clearly means he clearly means to like ser pay serious homage to these icons and these uh, you know cultures and things like that and so yeah it's super cool carl and i are super excited to be heavily uh bought in with foundation yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying and thank Partnered you guys up. Like, yeah. we we really appreciate it yeah. you know it's obviously you know nick is making the cigars we're helping them sell it but ultimately it's you know it's our retail partners and obviously the customers who are supporting right. the brands right. that are really the driving force behind all of it so you know thank you guys a, a <laughs> lot for the support yeah. and, and you know i just want to continue to grow with you guys man, yeah for sure hell yeah. yeah we can't wait and dave and i are really excited to have gotten in with foundation at the time we did because a lot of us sell the same things and a lot of us sell the <clears throat> the legacy brands that have been around forever but uh, you know what we've been able to do in the past year with uh, a brand that we love a brand that's close to our heart a brand that has something for everybody that we believe we can kind of share something with everybody um, the relationship has been amazing to start and we wanted to bring you guys a little bit of a closer look at what's going to be coming out from foundation cigars into the fall you know, PCA's next March. We'll look out for that. I'm sure there's plenty of things in the pipeline from our boys at Foundation Cigars. So, mm -hmm. like we said in the beginning, um, here at the World Famous Tall Chief Cigars Humidor and Lounge, there's a Foundation Cigar for everybody at every single price point. I'm smoking my High Clear Castle Maduro right now, one that I wanted to try um, since we got it in last Friday. Mm. Uh, beautiful, getting a little bit more spicy at the end, just what I like, kind of get you warmed up, kind of get you toward that big finish of some classic dark flavors. Dave's got his uh, Charter Oak Pasquale here, yeah, right? Just, you know. Unbelievable. There's like, a, you know, it's, it starts off with, with your, tr you know, classic broadleaf flavors, and then there's like this this note of like a dried grass or like a hay that comes in halfway through or something. It's like the pairing of those two things, so pleasant. And, uh, yeah, loving yeah. it. And loving then Eduardo it. got his so Tabernacle good. 142, his, his Havana over there. Guy's got a whole, guy's got an arsenal of stuff yeah, here. He got to be the coolest thing in the world working for Foundation Cigars. I'll tell you what, it's the coolest thing in the world selling Foundation Cigars. Yeah. That's no doubt. Appreciate it. We want to thank Eduardo Aguilar for coming here live in studio interview for you guys and if you're looking for anything foundation feel free to hit us up you guys do it all the time anyway we don't get any sleep we'll tell you all about them here at the world famous tall chief cigars so for eduardo my boy dave this is carl thank you so much for listening thank you so much for the support we will see you guys next episode thanks guys peace Yay.